0: Hello, all things Montessori community. I hope everybody is doing well and feeling, you know, I know we're all probably a little bit stressed if we're in the classroom right now, but I hope it's not too bad. I'm so excited for today's episode. It's an episode with Jamie, and I get to hear all about her experience being back in the classroom. We really talk about so many different things and really get into just how exhausting and important this work really is. It's so fun. So I really hope you enjoy. I mean, I just we just had a blast catching up and we are going to try to make it more regular. We kind of got in the weeds a little bit with school and, you know, winter and all of that sort of stuff. So we're going to make a really uh, a more of an effort to make it more of a regular thing that we hear from her. I want to take a moment to talk about why I've been a little bit MIA on social media and with the podcast. Quite frankly, I've had some pretty intense stuff going on in my personal life um, that I'm not gonna divulge here, but um just kind of going through some stuff that has taken a lot of my attention. And this has just unfortunately kind of taken a back seat for a little bit, but it's not permanent. It's just been a temporary thing. You know, sometimes in life when you're literally like, I cannot put one more thing on my plate. And that's just sort of how I felt. But I truly think about all things Montessori every single day, all the time. And I miss it. And I really have such cool ideas. I have episodes that I've already recorded that are awesome. And I can't wait to share them. And I just want to say thank you for your patience and your ongoing support it means a lot to me that this community is still there and know that I am so dedicated and I'm really trying to, you know, get, get back, get back on a regular schedule. It is just me that does this podcast. So I do all the recordings, I edit it, I post it, I do, I do everything. So while it's a passion project of mine, it's still a lot. (laughs) So So yeah, so thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to our patrons. You have no idea how much your support means to me. If you're interested in becoming a patron, you can just click on the link below and check it out. There's three tiers available that you can choose from. It's a great thing, and it helps me run this podcast. I'm so, so appreciative. And you know, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive on into this awesome interview episode with Jamie Roo. Well, hi, Jamie. How's it going? It's great. How are you, Rachel? I'm great. We were just chatting about how nice it is to um, have some time away from children (laughs) this weekend, a long weekend, you know? Indeed. Um, Indeed. Yes. Yes. Um, But I'm I'm great. I'm enjoying my day. My cute little dog is at my feet. And I'm honestly just excited that I get to talk to you and we get to do an episode together. It always feels so special and nostalgic when we get to do this.
1: And it's been I think has it been since before the school year started since you came? I think so.
0: Yes, I think so. Oh my gosh, that (laughs) I remember the train? in that oh, episode the, it's our <laughs> life we've
1: we've we I have I have children that just every time the train goes past they have to go stand and look out the window so I love it
0: yeah oh, that's it's so awesome funny.
1: 10 times a day or whatever
0: <laughs> oh my gosh
1: hilarious
0: oh nice, that's so funny cuties. have you um have you seen the movie my cousin Vinny oh not in a million years Well, there's, there's a scene in that, um, in that movie where there's a train that's going by this place that they're staying in and and, like the walls are rattling and like it wakes them up. It's so funny. Anyway, that's what I think of when I think of a train going by.
1: (laughs) Well, and you know, at Rising Tide, we do all this recording video work. And so we've gotten very good at like hearing the train whistle and pausing, until nice. the train passes, because they blow yep. the whistle like twenty seven times. My um, God! <laughs> so yeah, it, it the train sort of dictates our our life there in mm. uh, in Belmar. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh
0: man. Well, I'm so excited you're here, and I can't wait to, one, I want to hear all the updates about Rising Tide and Sea Lavender, so we'll start there, and then um, we're just going to have a conversation about, you know, Jamie, you're being, you've been back in the classroom and starting this whole new community in school, and I just want to hear all about it, because it's awesome.
1: It's pretty great. We've had a whirlwind of a, of a six months or so, I think, yeah, it was about six months ago that you came to visit. The mm-hmm. classroom still wasn't completely set up. Um, yeah. We had floors, though, right, by the time you came? You had
0: floors, yes, okay. and it looked beautiful, yes. Okay,
1: okay so we yeah we got the floors done. We got our materials in. Um, we delayed the start of the school year because of our landlords had to have the power off for something for a couple of days. So that was actually secretly, we were super relieved. It gave us a few extra days <laughs> to get everything, yeah, of course, set up and ready. Um, mm-hmm. and we started. We started in the middle of September. So, yeah. And so we've been going, going strong with our little community in the middle of COVID and two more, you know, waves of COVID yeah. in the last six yeah. months. And so, yeah, it has been amazing and exhausting. And um, I've been learning nonstop because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'd, I'd been out of the classroom for, Twelve years I'd been working with adults, so um, right. So there was a lot to a lot to sort of remember, but mm. yeah, it was it's good. So Sea Lavenders going strong. We're uh, looking to hire a couple teachers for next year. We are in the plans, starting to plan a middle school because we have a lot of parent demand and interest in that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, which is great. Super excited to explore all that. So it's, it's growing and, and families are happy and children are happy. And um, we're really excited to, to help um, really continue to establish that and then spend more time. You know, we want to, the goal is that it's a lab school like a model school so we're setting you know we're doing everything as authentically as possible always and we're also you know trying to test and try new new things in the classroom with the children and see how they see how some things work so um We've been doing a bit of that, maybe not as much as I had hoped as we, as we settle Mm -hmm. in the classroom, but we're getting, we're looking forward to, to doing more of that. So yeah, it's been a, a year and then rising tide, um, we all moved to New Jersey in the summer and set up a studio. Um, and we have new content coming out soon of birth to three videos with Aaron Smith, um, and then oh, we exciting. are, yeah, it's there. It's great. She's she's fantastic, and we are doing an AMI three to six course. Starts at the end of April, and it is a mostly online, self paced course. So there's there's the minimum amount of on site hours that we can. And the rest is online. We have an equity consultant working with us, vetting the entire course with a lens for equity and also how we're going to support all these students on the course to hone in their lens of looking Mm. at how to bring that work into their day-to-day lives in the classroom. So we're very excited about this innovative course. And Meg Trezise is the trainer, and she's just done a phenomenal job of of planning and designing and filming this course, she's she's actually here with us now. Uh, we've been filming all weekend long, so um, it's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's our other that's our other big excitement. We have some other stuff we're gonna work on more intensively uh, with Rising Tide soon as well, but uh, but the course is is our big our big excitement right now so yeah so yeah it's been a busy six months getting both organizations up and running and uh working together and and you know when you start a school or start any organization there's just all these little details that um yeah that you don't, or you think about, but when when they don't, when things don't like unfold the way they're supposed to, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we've had to, to problem solve and make do and, and uh, be very flexible mm. uh, as we've navigated these last six months. Um, but I have such an amazing team of people that it has, it has worked. We've done it. We're still
0: doing it. Yes, right. (laughs) You're still there. That's Mm -hmm. so awesome. So, you know, being away from the classroom for as long as you were, and it's not like you were like removed from Montessori, you were deeply in Montessori, you know, just doing it with adults in a different way. What's been the most surprising thing about being back with children in the classroom? I'm sure there's been many things, but just sort of speaking to what's surprised you about being back.
1: Well, it is, it is funny after you you know i'm a, w- the way i trained teachers i drew very much on my practical experience in the classroom as a practitioner Mm -hmm. and so so I would you know talk about the first few days of school and over plan and all of those things to help teachers be ready and I did that for myself but you know Mm -hmm. halfway through day two I'm looking at the clock like how can there still be three hours left in the day like I'm exhausted (laughs) I don't know what to do with these people um Like, they're, you know, they've gone through everything. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. this is a, Mm -hmm. this is, we have a six to 12 environment. This is the first time all these children have worked together. And a lot of them started the year having not been in school since March of 2020. Um, Right. So uh, we just had a lot of, like, social things to work on as well as, you know, the normal, like, Building a community, um, so yeah, I was sort of not surprised, but just I, I very much noticed how hard it is, how hard those first few days and weeks are as you build a community and get everyone. Um, working together. And so even with my experience and my pedagogical understanding and everything, um, those weeks were still very hard, super fun, super rewarding. Uh, we had a great time, but also, uh, but also took a lot of energy.
0: I don't think there's anything longer than that first week of school. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's like the, clock doesn't work. I, I it's just unbelievable how I know. It, long and, it is.
1: And it's just the, Ugh. you know, the children need to get back in the routine of right of working and they don't have um, you know, they need all of that just takes some time. So it's like it's no one's fault. There's no there's no problem with it, but it does just take you have to draw on all your you know, bags of tricks to keep them engaged and, you know, they're not quite ready to just work independently. I mean, this, you know, this was a brand new classroom, but I think even in a pretty well-established classroom, you know, after a summer break, it does take some practice to get back into, into the habits of, of working in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it Mm -hmm. was, uh, it was quite striking to me. And also I had the thought of like, this is such a humbling and important experience. I thought I had stayed so connected to my, in my own mind, to my classroom practice. And, you know, Rachel, like I share my, the mistakes I've made and the, you know, I, um, but actually being in the thick of it, you know, I hadn't um, remembered quite how that, Sense of responsibility and everything Mm. feels so, um, particularly that first week, I was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) (laughs) totally, this is (laughs) this is hard work, like, this takes a lot of my mind space and physically, I mean. I had not been getting up and down off the floor like that 47 times a day. Oh, totally. Right, right, (laughs) right. My thighs were burning, my, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, so many things those first few weeks. Um, But also it was really the children were just craving community. And so it was really fun to be... With them building this community um, Mm, and how much mm. how eager they were for it and responsive to it, um, to being Mm. together. Uh, And they still are. Um, That's a it's really clear to me uh, from our little group. um, And I imagine this is true around the world, that one of the biggest at the elementary age that loss of community by staying more isolated has had a profound impact on these kids, and they and they miss yeah. they miss community. Yeah. We know at this age they want to be they want to be together in in social groups. So um, we got a lot of social got a lot of social stuff going on in in our in our oh, yeah. community, and it's great. I mean, it's great. It's great to watch them. Reconnect.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. And I mean, just to speak as someone who was trained by you. Yeah, you were always so open. That's one thing that I loved about my training was you were so real about how hard it is and the mistakes you made you know, cause I, I don't know about anybody else, but I didn't really, I wasn't looking for a trainer who was like, well, I'm perfect and I never did anything wrong. And you should be just like me. <laughs> I wasn't like looking for that, you know? Um, so I always appreciated how real you were. And I think it's awesome that now you're, I don't know. I think it's pretty awesome that you're back in it. You know, what a cool, what a cool thing to do in your and, career, and you know, still know. making
1: plenty of mistakes. <laughs> and oh, and yeah. well st- <laughs> you know i mean <laughs> i did it no totally. yeah i mean because you're dealing with um you're dealing with all these different individuals and you know hmm. especially it's easy to um yeah it's easy to get caught up in in some of the emotional aspects of relationship instead of sort of stepping back. So that's been really interesting too, especially I think this time of year here in the Northern hemisphere where winter just feels like it's never going to end. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, you know, we had this Omicron wave that has further sort of put some stress, stress and pressure on, on classroom and, and family and everything. So I think we're all kind of feeling this sense of like, ah,
0: (laughs) yeah. Um, no, totally. I mean, the, the way that January felt, um, when I was stepping back into the classroom, I was talking with the teacher I work with and it felt like every day was the last day on earth basically in our classroom because Omicron was like really raging in January. And it was like every day I felt like we were on the edge of a cliff being like, are we going to be here tomorrow? We don't know. You know? So it was like, not, I don't, I feel like we couldn't find a place to be stable because it didn't feel stable. It was so unsettling. And the, the kids also, you know, like somebody's absence, you know, I mean, we right, haven't had right. a full class in weeks, you know, yeah. it's
1: just wild. It's totally. So wild. We haven't had a full class since like the middle of December. Mm, um, wow. Somebody's been out since, yeah. since then. So yeah, that I think has made, yeah, that's just been, it's been another thing for the community to navigate. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, no, I've been learning I've been learning a lot um, from the children. From I've been remembering patience, remembering observation, <laughs> uh, yeah. and um, and sort of balance in the classroom. We did. Uh, we've been doing tons and tons and tons of handwork. Um, oh, nice! Like non non-stop, um, since the beginning of the year, they've really needed, um, they've really needed a connection to that. So now everyone yeah. can knit, everyone can crochet and they can crochet more than just uh, one long string. Um, oh, cool. Everyone can embroider. Everyone can make a pillow. Uh, nice. everyone. Yeah. We've, we've had, a lot of great like follow up work emerge um, in handwork in in uh, that's great. felt books and and pillows and any number of things. So that's been that's been kind of hugely important to everyone settling in, um, which is yeah, definitely. Yeah, we can't emphasize enough how valuable handwork has been for mm-hmm. for everyone. For everyone,
0: yeah, it's such a great way to, I don't know, focus is a big thing that I think of. We've done a lot of embroidery lately too, um, and yeah, it's such a beautiful form of expression that I think it's just something so lovely that Montessori does so well. So that's that's awesome to hear. I was gonna ask you. You said you, you know, you were talking about the lab school, you know, and I we've talked about this a lot, you know as Maria Montessori did, you know, trying out new things. So I know you said you haven't done as much as you've wanted to, but are there any things that you have tried or plans to try um, in terms of that whole lab school thing?
1: (laughs) I mean, we've done a little bit with history. um, Okay. Particularly uh, since, yeah, in the last couple of months. Um, So, I mean, one thing I'm really observing with the children. And of course, I mean, they don't have a clear sort of understanding of history at all.
0: Yeah, right. Totally. Right. (laughs) <laughs> like, right.
1: like you right. know, Abraham Lincoln lived at the same time as Martin Luther King Jr. No, no, they lived a oh hundred years oh, no. apart. Like they, so there's some right. of these like perceptions, like they've heard of different people in history, but they don't have a sense of the context and the time around some of these things. Um, yes. So we've been working on really connecting people To kind of the time in which they lived and and Mm. and also providing little bits of context whenever I can. So every day of Black History Month, I've been sharing a story and usually I try to show a video of uh, a person in Black history. So because the kids really respond to just like seeing a video. So, you know, for frederick douglas i couldn't show a video of him but uh mm-hmm. there's like a little you know little bio mini bio videos like two or three minute videos that um yeah that i've shared with but when i can when there's video or audio of the person um zora neale hurston we listened Um, to an audio clip of her talking or um, Sojourner Truth, we Mm -hmm. um, watched a video of Alfre Woodard, the actress, uh, doing her famous Ain't I a Woman speech, which was really powerful. So wherever Mm -hmm. I've been able to. And What I found by simply telling stories about people is that I can bring in different context about other things in history. So I can talk about that person and what they've done, what they did. Um, But I can also find ways to connect it to what's going on um, more broadly historically for Four people. So we talked about like uh, Jacob Lawrence, and then we could talk about his series, his migration series about the Great Migration. And mm-hmm. we could talk about Muddy Waters, the musician, on another day and then talk about how he actually participated in that great migration of uh, Black people from the South moving to the North over, right? you know... 60 years, you know, so those Mm -hmm. kinds of Mm -hmm. things have been really interesting to see how the children respond and how that kind of, you know, it can feel a little like, oh, I'm just telling this story about this one person, but when I can help them make those connections, to yeah. other things that were happening and why were people leaving the South? Why were Black people leaving the South in particular in that time period? What was happening there and how we can come at it from all these different angles? That's been really interesting to see as far as history. So that's one piece. That's one place that I've been just trying to test how to help children better anchor themselves in in the context of history, because it's just so yeah. important for them to understand the history mm-hmm. of their place and the history of the United States where we are. But mm-hmm. um, so I've been focusing more on that local and national history this nice. year. So
0: nice. So that's cool. one
1: way. I mean, another way. And this is where I, I mean, the nice thing for me is that I know most of these lessons really well. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and I You've know. Given them like millions of times. <laughs> and I know
1: the sequences really well. Um, so I can be very flexible. I mean, my lesson planning kind of looks crazy because it's hard. <laughs> it's hard in transparent classroom to like record that I gave these seven lessons at once um, or, you know, it's complicated, right. you know, it makes right. it, it makes it, it, looks weird. Cause it wasn't seven lessons. I sat down for 20 minutes with, with this mm. group of five children. And we actually managed, it took two minutes to do that concept and two minutes to do that concept and 10 minutes right. to do this concept. And, you know, we went through, so I, I've been pleased with the, Ease at which I've been able to sort of um, adjust to what children mm-hmm. need rather than saying, well I only prepared this lesson and I'm not ready right. for the next one. Um, totally. We've been able to be a lot more flexible, I think um, you know in series of like decimal fractions or in mm-hmm. even in especially in like sun and earth lessons. Um, that's been Ooh, fun to right. just sort of play with where they where they are and what they know. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So so that's another area where I've been able to be a, a lot more flexible. I think that's been interesting to see how it works.
0: That's awesome, too, because then you can really be in the moment and you can literally follow the child because you know that where it's going already and you can see if they're ready to go there. You know what I mean? And you don't Mm -hmm. have to break it up or interrupt it. That's awesome. That's so cool. I, I love what you said about history and the time, you know, children having a rough time associating, you know, when things happened, we've also been seeing a lot of that with, we, I mean, I'm working in a lower elementary classroom. So like, I mean, six year olds, don't have a concept of time. So I'm not super surprised by that, you know, but we just, a lot of them were doing kind of research on ancient Rome and, and sort of things like that. And, and the questions they would ask about, you know, what was going on at that time. I think it, it's a little hard for them to conceptualize just how far, just how long ago that was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard for me to think it's, it was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and for those little, little brains, those little six year olds, you know, it's really difficult for them to, to imagine that they're really excited by it. They're really curious about it. They're really, you know, interested. Um, but we've also been sort of seeing that a little bit history, history is so intimidating. At least it is to me. Um, because there's so much work to be done with Montessori history and just how I think that we present history in general. So I love what you're saying about doing it on a national and local level. That makes a lot of sense. And it makes it a little less daunting because you're not looking at the whole world. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you, maybe you'll get to a world level. You know, I'm, I'm not saying you're not doing that, but that's just really, that's such good advice and a, a great way to think about it. Um, history to me, I'm not, I mean, don't tell your husband this, but I don't, (laughs) I'm not really like a history person. It's not my favorite thing. Wasn't ever my favorite subject, but it's so important for them to have a really, really clear and keen understanding of history. So that's something that I am working on in my own Montessori journey is being more comfortable with history.
1: So Yeah, I think the key is to, I mean... I can tell you honestly like I'm to do these daily stories I'm I go to the um Wikipedia article about the person Mm -hmm. I pull out like Mm -hmm. three key things if there is another like some people some of these people have their own websites and stuff so I might check there and then I watch a two or three minute video that I think is going to help the children further to connect to the person so that's I'm not spending hours preparing for right. these. Sometimes I'm spending, sometimes it's happening at eight, you know, 12 in the morning when the children right. show <laughs> up at eight twenty. 20. Um, totally. And I think it also is useful for the children to see me telling them a quick story that it's clear. I'm not, um, that I, that I haven't like, perfectly prepared you know like so they ask me questions and i don't know the answer and i go i go look it up and give you know to i mean i think that that's useful for them to witness also um And it certainly makes it a lot easier for me to just prepare a little, a little something, a little something to share every day. And I, you know, the way I've been doing it this month is the children are welcome to come, but they don't have to. But I get a good 90 percent of the class coming to sit and listen to these stories. I just have done them first thing in the morning and um, Mm. lately. And that's been really interesting. So I'm reflecting. I'm in the middle of reflecting on what I'm learning from doing this f- specifically for Black History Month, and whether you know what might make sense from that. So I haven't, I don't have any um, conclusions from this experience. <laughs> so you're getting my my raw my raw yeah, experience without a lot of reflection yeah. yet. But I'm those mm-hmm. are the kinds of things I am trying to uh, to consider in, in terms of history, especially because I know that's so hard for a lot of teachers mm-hmm. and we, you know, the course, um, the training course doesn't give a lot of specific content to work right. with, you know? You, right? Um, yeah. so a lot of it does have to be created. Um, mm-hmm. and so as far as the time thing though, too, we've been pulling out, um, the CE BCE timeline or the BCAD timeline, yeah. depending on what you have. We've been pulling that out a lot and placing people. Mm. Um, we've got a number of like... It's a
0: great idea. It's a great you know, idea. cards
1: with people on it, or we just make a card and we've been placing people on there to help orient the children yeah, to the time. Yeah, because then you can
0: really see... It's a great visual. Mm-hmm. So you can see, kind of like the black strip, you know, you can mm-hmm. like, really see like how, how far, how long... What am I trying to say? How? What's the right word? I don't know how long ago that was. Yeah, yeah, they can um, see. Yep, I love that. That's a great idea. So um, that has been,
1: you know, sort of helpful to start thinking through
0: the mm-hmm. passage,
1: the passage of time, and then because what I what I really want the children. You know, whether or not they remember every specific person we've talked about or any of these events, but I do want them to have a sense of things that have happened through time and how those things are connected. I mean, that's the important thing about history is that, you know, oftentimes an event that happens at a certain time has events that happened. 30, 60, 100 years before that have actually impacted all of that. And so for the children, it's to help them understand that they're impacted by history still today. And it can, if we have a better understanding of it, of history, we can make different decisions about our future. So You know, that's Mm -hmm. the other piece is helping them to be able to place things in context and see how that impacts um, where we are today.
0: So. Mm. Mm -hmm. So we're fiddling with some of that. Um, Love that. That's so uh, that's such important work. And I, I love that you are one. I just that was so great for me to just listen to because that just gave me a ton of new ideas as well. So. I, the, I love
1: that. well. Good, and the other big thing we are working on is um, a lot of social emotional things. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. helping, really helping the children to get in touch and be connected to their emotions because. Well, there's a lot to be emotional about these days.
0: Right.
1: And so we have a lot of big feelings a lot of the time in the yes. classroom. And so we're trying to <laughs> yeah. help um, help children connect and better be able to navigate those things. And so we've mm. been doing some real explicit work with the children on... Um, naming and recognizing the emotion how mm-hmm. th- how the emotion impacts how your body feels um, mm-hmm. so that you can tell even if you can't consciously name the emotion you can feel that your body's getting all tight and prickly or you can feel mm-hmm. it. so we're we're doing some different um we're we're uh we're trying some different things with the children to help with that. So that's another piece of something that I hope we'll have more to share with people about, um, as we've, as we've helped children. Mm
0: -hmm. It's so important to know how your body responds to something. That's something that I've learned just through my own mental health journey, like where I feel anxiety in my body and then knowing, you know, what that means for my body, how to, help, you know, calm down or or anything like that. And even through my yoga training, I just feel so aware of my body and I love it because it makes me feel safe, you know, knowing mm-hmm. how my body's going to react to something. And I can see that really helping a child knowing where something is, you know, okay you're really angry right now like you know where do you feel the anger what I remember I had a conversation with one of my kids back when I was working in Northern Virginia about that because she she was I don't know she struggled with that um and just knowing how it feels where you know how do you feel it oncoming um that's awesome I love that
1: and we're all trying to model as adults um, mm-hmm. options for that so like one pose that I find super helpful is re- reclined butterfly so oh, yeah which I can't remember the
0: name it's mm-hmm. called supta baddha konasana in yeah. uh, yoga
1: yes so <laughs> that pose I will sometimes just do I'll just do in the middle of the classroom in the middle of the work that. period and if anyone's curious or interested, then I let them know that I'm feeling the need to like center and relax my body and have it come back into alignment. And I'm just taking a couple mm. minutes to do that. And we have little sand timers in the classroom. So I might oh, nice. set it for a couple minutes and just do that. Um, so we're trying to do different things like that to help. Model for the children also not just catch them in the middle of crisis and try to support them, but also just model how they can, how they can catch themselves, um, with that. Mm. So I think Mm. there's a lot of, I mean, I think everyone's feeling a lot of stress and anxiety these days. Oh my gosh, Um,
0: so much. It just, it's almost all consuming. Like I, I have, um, an upcoming trip. Um, where I have to get on an airplane in a week or two and it's a family thing and we are going for a specific reason but let me tell you every single day I'm like oh my god I'm going to get COVID and then I'm not going to be able to go like every day I think about it it's Mm -hmm. just always on my mind and it's not like I'm not careful I'm vaccinated I'm boosted you know there's all these things that you know but I can't imagine what you know a child feeling something like that might feel like, or, or maybe, you know, not really being aware of it, but just feeling a sense of unease or feeling, you know, just the, there's the fact that we have to wear masks all day. You know, what is that really feeling like? You know, all of that. I've, I've been reflecting about on that a lot recently. Cause you know, like I was saying in January where there was just like an unsettled nature in the classroom, I really was just like, everyone is just really stressed out and really just on edge because the world is on edge, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. It's yep. really real, and I I didn't really know how it, much it was affecting children until I was back in the classroom. I kind yeah. of was like not convinced it was affecting them that much. I don't know why I thought that, um, but that's been eye opening to me personally. Yeah,
1: it is affecting them, and and I think that also like part of what we have to do is acknowledge that like there's no just like flipping the switch and going back to whatever normal was Um, right right that totally that actually we need to just um, acknowledge that here we are in this present reality and that we need to find ways that help us manage those feelings and all of that that we're having and not
0: you know, Mm -hmm. judge
1: or be angry or think that if we take the masks away, then everything will be fine. You know, like there's, we, we also just have to be, we just have to be in it. So totally. So that's what we work on. And actually, you know, the, um, the children are, are doing, I think largely really well. It's just also, yeah, it's great. It's also just, it is an emotional, it is an emotional time. So, so yeah, those are some other things we've been, we've been working on and then, yeah, it's, it's been, um, uh, quite an adventure trying to sort of, Mm. um, think through how to be really responsive to individual needs and make progress on Mm. things and Mm -hmm. um, help build their responsibility. So it's been um, fun for me to think through how to how to approach that now after being out for so long. And, um, and then, and then thinking, how can I help? I am always thinking, how can I help teachers with this? Like, how can I help? Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because Uh, because, yeah, this is this is big. This is big work. Uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I certainly feel it, you know, being present and mm. supporting those children all day long is yeah. um, it is big, big work. So mm-hmm. so um, that's the other piece that we're always thinking about is how can we um, how can we bring this to To the te- to other teachers and support them in the work love they're that. doing. So we have a couple, we have a couple actually super fun ideas of some things that we're going to get out there in the next few months um, that That's have emerged great. from this practice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been really mm. powerful to be really um, in the thick of it with the children and then think about what I'm doing and what I'm learning and how that could help, how that could help teachers other teachers so so yeah that's awesome it, it's fun it's fun it's it's busy you should yeah. come visit again
0: <laughs> i know well i no i i really want to come anyway but i want to come when i want to come and see the classroom i want to see when children are there yeah <laughs> i mean i want to see you too obviously um it's but i would love to come if i came would you let me teach a yoga class to the kids sure <laughs> I <laughs> okay. can do whatever you want. I can do whatever I'm, I want. Yeah, no, I would absolutely love to, but I'm um I was thinking about that time that I'll have off in April. Like thinking about yeah, if I could that'd be fun. make a trip we, up. Cool.
1: We love having visitors. Um mm, yeah. and we love, you know, we've had a lot of um different people in, which has been really great. Um and the and we have yeah, our community. Like I was really impressed I think all of us, um, Erin and Nicole and I looked around at like mid-October, late-October and thought, you know, this community has really formed itself. It's really impressive. That's Um, great. It is great. And it was really great, too, because I had um, emergency surgery at the beginning of November, so not anticipated. And I'm fine, as you know, but um, I had to be out. Uh, yeah. of this new classroom that had only been together for like seven weeks. And uh, they did a great job. They did a great job mm. of um, continuing community norms and structure. It, it, um, it went really, really well and was That's actually so awesome. a good lesson for me too. Like, hey, <laughs> they can, yeah. you know, things can happen. Uh, I, you know, I would never have thought, oh, I could be out gone for a week um, at that point and just (laughs) and so that was a good humbling experience too, to see how well I mean, they were sweethearts and very worried about me, but um, yeah, but they managed, they managed themselves and the community really well.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. That's like the true measure of a community forming, you know, like if you're mm-hmm. gone, it won't fall apart at the seams. That's fantastic. Right. I love that. Oh, well, I can't wait to come visit and see this amazing community. And also thank you so much for all these updates. I, I learned so much from you always, but it's just so fascinating to hear this new perspective and this new journey and i um, looking forward to, like hearing more it's just it's so great and thanks for Yeah, chatting. we have
1: to we have to make it not 6 months before. Yeah,
0: we'll make it more regular.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was not intended, but I can not. say I mean that it is it, yeah, starting a school and another nonprofit and yeah, and then you know really focusing on this community it does get your head kind of down
0: of course, um,
1: into the weeds of the classroom, which it needed to be. But now, um, now things are running. Yeah, they're running a little more on their own. I can get my head out head out of there a little bit more.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but oh, I get it
1: for all of you that are in the thick of all of this. It is easy to get.
0: Oh, yeah, especially
1: this time of year kind of down in the down into just getting through each day so it's important to sort of pull back out and get some perspective go stare at the ocean it is nice being next to the beach to be even oh I bet even when it's cold that does give you a different perspective to stare at the horizon and and that sort of thing um uh, and pull yourself out of the day-to-day sort Mm. of nitty-gritty details that happen in the classroom like Oh. Who is throwing the eraser and the recycling again? You know, or I mean or it's just (laughs) pencil shavings on the floor. You know, like Mm -hmm. the all the little things that I catch myself doing, you know, just the same like Like really, Jamie, it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) But
0: like Oh I know, but it's so (laughs) annoying. It's so annoying. I totally get it. It's so obnoxious and it doesn't make any sense. It makes absolutely no sense.
1: Oh, oh, and we got and we got a class pet. And that was exciting. Like we've had so much fun, but yeah. But yeah, it is easy to get kind of like fixated. Like, why can't anybody tuck their chairs? (laughs) Like, why can't they just tuck? (laughs) Their chairs, or oh, I, I you know, any number of the little things that can sort of. Um, I I feel it myself, like this time of year, like getting kind of irrationally annoyed by some of those uh-huh. things, and realizing, okay, so now's time to go sit in reclined butterfly for a little while. Yes. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> recenter about what is actually important. Right. Um,
0: right. right. Pencil shavings oh. can be swept up. Like, they can, nuts. even though it's. Uh, I don't know what it is about pencils and erasers, but I just. Some days I just don't. I don't. I don't get. I just don't get it. I'm like, how do we not have any more erasers? It's because somebody has them all in their pockets, right. or they're they're right. like stealing them, or like, I'm like, why? Or it's they broke them. Or they broke oh. them into tiny little pieces. Or they've drawn or on them. Or they any to number. <laughs> yeah it's just i hope everyone disgusting. listening is feeling some of this with us uh, yeah i same i think i think you just say the word eraser or pencil shavings or pencils to an any elementary teacher and i feel like every, it's like this it's like a moment of solidarity it's like yes like we get it
1: <laughs> kids are it's so, so weird
0: they get fixated on the strangest stuff but i mean they're so great at the same time too it's so lovely oh well thanks, thanks again. rachel yes, this was great. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.